Rashai Rashai! Welcome to another episode with Clavi. Uh, so this time, let's see what do I got for you this time? News of Starbees, not too much uh, is going on. It's kind of like... Um, they posted the earnings for quarter two. Or, well, the last quarter, whatever that last quarter was. And Starbucks did pretty good in China. So that was like curious that right there's an expanding market there still enjoying the Kasi Cielo um, definitely better than I remember I'm really enjoying that one so make sure you grab that in the uh, fall time um, otherwise um, drinks are pretty much the same there's gonna be a launch this week for Tuesday it's gonna be the new macadamia cold brew and uh, it's like a new frap like mint white chocolate frap um so honestly i have never really enjoyed a starbucks syrup i i don't really like the syrups i don't want to add them but the macadamia one definitely definitely hits a spot so definitely maybe like a little bit in cold brew uh, i would recommend trying that um so it's like the usual cold brew they put the syrup in the cold brew so a little sweetened and then in the foam Definitely that kind of wintry treat. So stay tuned for that. Uh, the Greener Apron blend, which was made, quote, by partners for partners. Like, uh, like Starbucks has these sort of phrases they use, which is like kind of culty, kind of like corporate kind of like. The confusing part is like, it was a coffee made by partners for people. And it's like, Honestly, nobody likes it. I've tasted this coffee probably the most out of a singular coffee that, like, you know, we have at Starbucks or that I've brought to, you know, try. And the the consensus is it sucks. It's like nobody likes it. So I like it, um, but it's kind of like a different kind of coffee. Not the, um, it's not, it's, it's more of like a blonde rose, very, like really particular. It's not bad. It's just kind of like, it's not a usual coffee that Starbucks serves or you might even get. Um, so that actually brings me on to my topic for today. Um, not all coffee is for everyone. You're like, what, what, what does that even mean? Well, Right, not all coffee is literally for everyone. Um, so why am I talking to you about this? Well, because right, I'm I'm gonna try coffee till I'm dead. So yeah, I'm gonna try all kinds of coffee. I'm gonna you know get coffee house coffee, bagel house coffee, Starbucks coffee, random cafe coffee, and right, this is sort of a maybe a life lesson too is don't have any ideas of like what something's going to be just be like all right i'm going to enjoy this thing enjoy this experience and that's the bigger message here too that right old coffee is good it's just kind of you know different <laughs> levels of goodness we're offering you know, different taste experiences um so for example like you know the Geisha series kind of coffee that I, I get from Cafe Creole. Um, that's more of like, 
more of a treat kind of coffee, something different, something you usually wouldn't try, more like a tea, so that's not for like, not for everyone, um, not effective enough to like sell as a business because like, you know, your margin isn't there because coffee is a pretty decent margined uh, topic, which will be my part two is sort of like that business aspect of coffee today. Um, but then like yesterday, or yesterday, yeah, actually yesterday I went to Randall Island to explore for the Pokemon Go Fest coming up and... Uh, let's see, when did I have coffee? Well, I made coffee in the morning, as I, I do, that's sort of my own treat for myself, for, you know, being alive and enjoying that. Um, then, we got breakfast on the way, and I was like, well, let me just try this place. I've, literally, it's like a place that you pass by all the time. I was like, yeah, let me just try it. I mean, honestly, like, for what it was, it was pretty decent. I was really, um, I don't say I was surprised, but it's like, when you go to a bagel shop, you're like, you know, I'm just gonna... Get a small cup like, you know, I usually do. However it tastes. It's going to be fine. A bowl of coffee. It's going to be great. Um, there was really no coffee near the Pokemon Go thing. Um, Randall's Island is kind of like... Definitely like an okay spot. Um, so... Maybe I'll do like a sort of like... You know, idea about that. Um, that could be something to like... Maybe share with people. Um, so, basically, it was like <laughs> you have to basically go into Harlem and take a bus over to Randall's Island. You could have walked in from like Queens, but like it's like a different thing. Um, there's no coffee, like obviously on the island because it's like mostly a park. Um, so, it'll be that. We'll see how that goes. Um, that's kind of my lesson with the coffee. Then, more the business side of just thinking. Um, since I've, you know, met up with some old friends recently with the, from the card days, um, right, comparing and contrasting. So, like, with cards, it's a commodity, so, like, the price of the cards, like, fluctuates. So, kind of, for those of you who don't know, who aren't familiar with, like, Magic the Gathering and stuff, or even, though like, you know, baseball cards or stuff, the price kind of changes based on, like, market quote conditions. So, like, for Magic, it's a game with a... The few ways you can play the game, and it depends how far back you want to include the cards that were printed. Um, so the more recent cards, they call that standard, and that's like you know, the most quote popular that you play in paper or more recently online. And basically, uh, right, if a card does well in a deck or a certain type of deck or you know this combination of cards as well, right, those prices will go up because right, they're good. And, um, sometimes it's very obvious when a card is good and that price will start higher and, you know, still climb if it's good. Other times, like, people will not exactly see how good a card is because it's, right, it's practice versus, like, on paper. On paper, it's like, oh, this doesn't look that good, but then in practice, it's, like, pretty good and, right, then the prices will change and that's what influences the card price for Magic. So, like, back when I was buying and selling cards, let's say there was, like, a $10 card, right, you know, paying, like, four... Well, three to like six, depending on like how quick, or maybe seven if like it's a quick flip. It's like another vendor for like two dollars or like a dollar or something, because there's like um, international um, arbitrage where like a card goes through more in different countries. So like you just make your you know, your ten percent or whatever and move on. Which like, all right, this is sort of like off topic of like my usual coffee, but I'll share a little bit of my my card knowledge. Um, Whereas, like, traditionally, right, with collectibles, there's, like, a certain margin. Like, you pay for, right, thing, and then you, you sell that 
you know, X price more, you make your 30, 40, or maybe even 50%, like with board games or like magic booster packs, which you would used to buy for like 80. Um, strictly retail was like 130, 140. Um, but if they bought the box, like 110. So, you know, you know, you're 80. So that's like 25 percent-ish, 30%. You know, you could do the math, but you, you see what I'm saying? Like there's that just like set in margin. Whereas with the singles, because the prices change, um, like you could just like lose money or just gain money because like, right. You bought this card for like $3. Um, and it was like going for like six or seven. Oh, now this card's good. It's worth 12. So you like make a little money, but you're not like having that much like extra. Um, and like, I've seen this in like how I've um, observed other businesses to like deal with their inventory. So there was a story, I guess we're into a little history of gaming too. So this will be <laughs> like coffee isn't for everyone and gaming history. Um, so there was a story here, Game Master Games on Long Island, that um, was like pretty good, um, like a really good spot, and they like honestly best like play space I've ever um, had the pleasure of doing business and playing at um, on Long Island. Um, there have been other locations, um, but like they ended up closing maybe like five or six years ago, a rent issue. And one of the things I think caused their, um, problem with inventory is like, you know, stagnant inventory. So if, you know, a lot of board games don't necessarily sell, like you need to sort of have that, I understand like, right. You want to be the place. Cause they were literally like, they were an amazing board game. You would walk in and see all these board games and right. Most places don't have such a open space and. But then, right, if you stack an inventory, like, where you're talking, you know, anywhere from probably thousands, you know, basically thousands of dollars just, like, sitting around, which they ended up selling when they closed. Um, the same thing with, like, cards as well. Uh, but the cards, like, right, prices can change because of, like, you know, if they get reprinted, especially with um, the cards, when... Like, let's say a card gets reprinted, it's just going to be, like, worth less because there's going to be more copies. And now, like, more recent times, they're printing, like, many versions of a card. So, for the most part, cards don't really, aren't able to, like, change as much as these, I think. Uh, but sometimes, like, if a card is really good and obviously, like, really strong cards are still going to be worth a lot. Usually, like, the mythic rares are the rarest. Um, so much, like, in comics where they have, like, the... The chase issues and the ones that they only get a few um, of. Um, actually, on Free Comic Book Day was this past weekend. Uh, something I used to pay more attention to uh, back in my day with the collectibles. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of ranting a bit on that kind of stuff. Um, so just like I mean, when comparing that to coffee, like coffee, right? You just buy coffee, like Cog's cost of goods and sold, blah blah blah. Like okay, cup coffee like if they take like a little milk a little sugar like you can basically even like if it's slightly different you would average that out um like coffee beans or whatever you paid for them um, and if you're roasting them it's like even better because like you're paying just for the green and then just you know a little bit better margin than you're selling coffee um but right like you know like a cup of coffee is like three dollars that's the cup that's like would you expect to pay if it's like two whatever okay <laughs> Um, then for like a premium experience of like a pour over, that's like five something or whatever, depending on the beans. And then like, I've always, I'm noticing that a lot of places that do the pour overs are like, 
I don't know. Like, they're just using coffees I don't like. Like, it's always, like, an African coffee. It's really berry, berry. I'm like, I don't really want to pay, like, coffee, like, money for a coffee that, like, I'm not, like, like, I know, like, African coffee, like, I can enjoy it, but it's not usually, I'm just usually not in the mood for it in African, more, more of, like, a Latin American with the chocolatiness and nuttiness. So, it's interesting. Um, like, I got to visit a local cafe, um, so I've been posting on Instagram, just sharing those. So I went to a local cafe, the uh, Daily Roast, and it was really cool. Like very themed on like the town I'm from, Wanta, and they are um, really like small cafe. Um, they had like two people working. They had like more food. I went on a Sunday. And I think they served like within. Like, I was there for like two and a half hours. Like towards their close, maybe there was like. Me, like, maybe seven, eight people, like, max. Like, it was me and my friend, um, definitely, like, three or four. So, like, was there not a lot of customers for uh, time? And I assume the rent, like, would be, like, probably, like, 3K a month or something like that for the space. Um, I, right, it was like a normal cup of coffee. Um, so, I guess if you include, like, getting food and stuff. Um, I, I definitely noticed more of this business kind of stuff and definitely sharing that with you guys. And then another place I went to more recently was toast, uh, toasted, which is pretty good for the bagels and coffee was fine. Um, cool little space. Um, obviously like, I don't know, like I don't, I don't dislike Starbucks, but like, it's so present wherever you go. Right. So like I was in the city, I was like, Oh, I need me some coffee. And it's like most coffee places aren't, open past a certain time, right? They just sort of, right? Like coffee is like morning to like afternoon-ish. And then, right, like people aren't getting like stuff at night. And like that that's, could be like, you know, business opportunity, but like right in New York City, like who's going to get like a espresso, like just espresso or a drink, right? From like a more of just a, a stall kind of uh, coffee thing, which is like a, definitely more of a bot model there. Um, or just making like batch coffee and you know, selling it, you know, just do your transactions, move on. Um, but yeah, just like wherever you go, like there's Starbucks, it's like, oh, I'm going to be that nitro. And it's like, Uncle Howie, he's got me. He got me pretty good. So what can you, what can you do? Right. That's, that's sort of like, definitely the business model of Starbucks and I've, like, notice driving around more, too. There's a lot of drive through locations, and, like, that's definitely the shift. Um, Starbucks is in, like, convenience, right? Ease of use, like, everybody knows it, so you're just, like, you know what you're getting. But, like, you know, Carmel Macchiato. Just get it, and, like, move on with your life. Or instead of, like, hemming and hawing over, like, what place to go, you just go to Starbucks, get your thing, move on, great, get a cookie, get a thing, you know it's fine. It's, you know, it fits the bill, and, you know, uh, and then I also, this past weekend, I got to try um, uh, some coffee at my friend's place where they made decaf, and I'm like, you know, the decaf thing isn't too bad. And I mean, obviously, like, my preferred coffee is a different one, uh, but being able to appreciate all different types of coffee is sort of um, the lesson here with a little bit of, like, business for you guys this time. So, yeah, that's a little, uh, little something for you to, to work with. You know, obviously, more is coming in soon. Um the new launch is this week, so, you know, come on by. And um, 
That's all I got for you this time. Bye.